Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. It was February 2020, so like right before the entire world exploded, which is wild to think about because that feels like 10,000 years ago. <laughs> I think I don't, it doesn't feel like real time. Okay. Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Winnipeg Jets. We are joined by Kara from Arctic Ice Hockey. Kara, how are you doing? Good. Tired. <laughs> I, I, I was just, actually, I tweeted about this earlier. I had COVID before Christmas, and ever since that happened, um, I have been tired. Like, it's just a, like a never-ending tired. And yeah. it's very I, I just blame the fact I'm in a school right now on everything. <laughs> I would imagine being around many tens of children would be exhausting. I can only imagine. So um, speaking of things that are exhausting, the Flyers, um, we were just talking before we started recording, the Flyers and the Jets have not played a hockey game since February of 2020 which is the before times, um, before any COVID stuff happened, before the world turned upside down. So it was a simpler time, the last time the Jets and the Flyers played. Um, This might be like a hard question since that's so much time. It's like nearly two years. Yeah, just about two years. Um, Kind of like high level, what's been going on with the Winnipeg Jets during that time? Oh, my goodness. Well, I mean, I guess the most recent thing was Paul Maurice resigned the morning of a game. Oh, yeah, that did happen, didn't it? And, and like, not like the day before, but the morning of, which was really weird to me, was the time. Not that he resigned, but he did the morning of, like, not. Anyways, that one was weird. Um, Blake Wheeler had fully had COVID with symptoms. Um, that was, and Mark Shifley was also in protocol with COVID, but he was asymptomatic. Okay. So that was, and we have more players in protocol, more players injured. Um, my personal favorite was, uh, Billy Hianola, who I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit. Um, he was obviously very sick of sitting in the press box when called up and, tweeted out the meme or put it on Instagram, the meme of uh, Bernie Sanders sitting at the inauguration, but his head photoshopped onto it. Oh, that's outstanding. <laughs> it was amazing. And it was taken down. We're all like, but that was the best. Um, Jets fans got very bored. And anytime any new anything they didn't agree with happened, they would reply to the tweet with a gif of Paul Marie's stare looking up at the ceiling. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got very bored 
here because you have to understand, as I say in all this, we spent from October, from November 1st to pretty much July with a couple months in there of reprieve and a little bit of openness for outside gathering Mm. uh, in a complete lockdown. Like, you couldn't see anyone. So there was a few weeks where that was lifted a bit, but most of it was minimal contact. So we got very bored. One of the writers in Winnipeg, Mura Antis, um, he, I probably said that wrong and I hope I didn't. Oh, from The Athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently, okay. um, tweeted out uh, one of the characters from Lion King, um, a gif about Cole Perfetti, um, being yeeted, yeeting Simba off the cliff. And that's now the only way Cole is allowed to be talked about is when him being chucked off a cliff. Uh, yeah, uh, quarantine has not been good to Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a, a lot of, I don't, I mean, like a lot of, I think Americans don't fully understand because we had like lockdown, I'm doing like finger quotes, we had lockdowns um, down here, but like Canadians on the whole actually locked down with like and, severe restrictions. And we locked down more. So <clears throat> I, I work in a school and so my routine for pretty much from last September on has been um, go to work, see a few people at work, and it's the same four or five colleagues. So every class has usually one other adult in it. And mm. then the teachers in your cohort, you might eat lunch with a couple other people, or you might just eat in your class, um, go home, do my stuff groceries it's in and out until recently they were asking us to only have one person go out for anything Mm -hmm. uh maximum 10 people over still and everyone's saying this is not enough (laughs) we should be doing more Uh, yeah i I mean i masks (laughs) yeah it's 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 funny like you're probably going completely insane whereas like down here, a lot of people are going completely insane for like the opposite reason. Like the fact that we have like literally at this point, pretty much no restrictions whatsoever in most of the country. People are just COVID's I, done. Hold on. It's, it's jarring as a person who literally, whose teams were delayed, uh, had games delayed because we weren't allowed fans. It's really weird. And we still have full-on mask restrictions everywhere we go, right? Right, 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 yeah. And then you walk, turn on a game, and it's like, oh, you're just all sitting in there like sardines? Yep. And you're not wearing a mask? Nope. <laughs> um, so that, that stuff, it's really weird for anyone who has not um, been to Canada. I know people cannot come. It's very jarring, the cultural difference in that. And I never think of Canada and the U.S. that different. But now I'm like, uh, are you guys fine down there? And you're not. No, we're not. I know are just like completely like, they're not doing anything. And I'm like, you're not even wearing masks? Just like, put on a yeah. mask. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's. It's something. I spent the first part of the pandemic in Halifax, 
And uh, even even then, when things were like super serious and people were still taking it very seriously, yeah. the differences between up there and down here were pretty yeah. Dry. Okay, yeah. so can we leave the fun stuff behind? Yes, this is a hockey podcast. So it's understandable then why Jets fans get a little unhinged when <laughs> the team is playing poorly. Um, I love it. <laughs> so you mentioned that uh, Paul Maurice up and quit um, suddenly one day, and now you've got a guy called Dave Lowry as your interim head coach. How's that going so far? You know when they say same as the new guy, but worse. Same as the old guy, but worse. Um, You'd think that new coach, new eyes would be good. Um, Could be. I I don't really think he's improved on anything. And I think he's actually, um, his player usage is worse. He Mm. seems to really like and favor. Um, There was, I think the first or second game, his son, who is Adam Lowry, who plays for the Jets. Oh. Um, yeah, he's the third line center. He, um, like, led the team in ice time. And people were like, uh, is everything okay here? So, so not even trying to pretend. I don't know. It was, right. it was a really weird time. Um, I think the whole thing was really weird. Um, I've never seen a coach quit the day of. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never seen, and there's been no mention about looking for a new head coach. It seems like Dave Lowry's the interim head coach until the end of the year. And mm-hmm. who knows, it could be longer. It's... It's very weird. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I mean, I'm guessing it's kind of like a similar thing to the Flyers right now. Like right now, um, for the people listening who don't know, the Jets are sixth in the central division, seventh in the wild card race right now in the Western Conference. So I mean, I know we're only half school, but uh, you know, probably not making the playoffs. Um so similar to the Flyers in that maybe they're just like, Well, there's no point in hiring a new head coach now. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. So we might as well keep this interim guy for a little while. Yeah, that's possibly it. It's really hard to get a read on the Jets about mm-hmm. anything. Um, I think Kevin Dayoff has spoken once, and that was to address um, everything with the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they were incredibly slow to react on incredibly slow um there was just like no response no almost care about how everything looks yeah um and i think um if if you're i guess younger than me and i'm 28 is it would be hard to understand so winnipeg lost the jets in 1996 mm-hmm. and when they came back people were um, you'll hear during the anthems when they play in Winnipeg, people chant True North mm-hmm. because that's the company that True North Sports and Entertainment helped bring them back. 
Um, and so it's this really bizarre relationship between the city and the team and the owners. And I think because of that, they can kind of do some weird things, <laughs> like mm-hmm. barely address the fact that uh, their general manager was in the room when allegations of sexual misconduct were made <laughs> or inappropriate behavior. I can't remember exactly what Kyle Beach said. He said he had originally told the video coach, the coach he told. Um, uh, yeah, I think so. But but whatever it was, like very little was made of it here. And um, it's that's not in the media. That's just the team is like, well, we have so much goodwill. It doesn't matter. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, just to kind of, again, since it's been so long since we've seen the Jets, well, leaning scorer right now, Kyle Connor. Yeah. Um, behind him is PLD, who you guys got in the line A trade, which was, that was last season that happened? Yeah. And I'm going to say that was probably the most fair trade they could do under those circumstances for both players. It, it does seem like it was kind of a good trade for both players and both teams too, really. Yeah. Um, it kind of makes me think of, oh, they had one other really good trade. Um, they I can't remember what trade they made, but they, they've had a couple of trades that you just are like, okay, you know what? That's two teams who need to move someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, an old example of that would be Seth Joe when, um, Columbus traded, sorry, Nashville traded Seth Jones to Columbus for Ryan Johansson. Because mm-hmm. that was like a trade where both teams had a need. Both players needed a fresh start. And so they just gave them what they needed. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. The Flyers did that with Columbus. They traded yeah. Voracek for Atkinson. It worked out well for everybody. So maybe Columbus, everyone should just trade them because they just seem like fair trades. The fair, the fair traders that are willing to work with you to solve. Yeah, problems, yeah, which is, is nice. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, um, what would you say has been the brightest spot for the Jets? Player um, season? PLD. Okay. Luke Dubois. Um, last year, he you could tell he was struggling. And this year, he's looked like a completely different player. The other one who's been really pleasant to see is um, Evgeny Svechnikov, I think. That's how you see his last name. Um, He came here as a tryout. Uh, He was a Detroit first-round pick, I think, or something. Didn't work out in Detroit. Was invited to camp on a tryout. Earned a contract. And when both Blake Wheeler and Mark Shifley were out, he was on a line with um, PLD and was it Connor or Ehlers? I can't remember which one. And they just lit it up. He doesn't have a lot of points, but he does all the little things right that lets other people score points. (laughs) Always important. Yeah. And he was a freebie. They got him for nothing. So, he's been does, anyone, does anyone loudly yell his name in the tunnel before games? Possibly. I don't usually watch before a game. Have you seen Have you seen the videos of the? Uh, I forget who on the Canes does it, 
but someone yells Mr. Svechnikov in like a very loud voice. No. You, you'll have to seek it out after this. It's, yes, it's, very, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, these guys do have personalities. That's nice. Every now and again, they are revealed. And that's, that's where I think Winnipeg misses Line A the most is he what he's mm-hmm. his own person. He sure and does seem like a character. Always refreshing. Oh, he he was someone who, like, I think he thrived in the bubble, personally, because he really just wants to play his video games <laughs> <laughs> and hockey. Like, <laughs> he's someone who's fine with quarantines and isolations. Um, and then we've got to put his outfits together, though. Yeah. And then we've also had a couple really sweet off-ice stories. And one of them got a bit of airplay. It was um, Nick Ehlers. His family couldn't come um, for Christmas, obviously, restrictions in place. And so um, Paul Stassi and his family invited him over, and uh, Paul's wife, Haley, called his mom and got the recipe for his favorite Danish dessert. Oh! <laughs> it was just like... And- and he just mentioned it. It was just like the sweetest thing. That is incredibly sweet. Wow. And so they've had a couple like really nice teammate moments. Um, I think Josh Morrissey or someone, someone, no, sorry, someone who was living alone had a meal delivered. It was, it was Nick again. It was Josh Morrissey and his fiance delivered Nick some meals in quarantine because he was quarantined from the whole team and he lives alone. <laughs> Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. So the team isn't playing well, but I'm really sweet. So, uh, I mean, you know, if you're going to have a bad season results wise, yeah. you might as well have a nice season, you know, storyline wise. Yeah. What's been the weakest part of the Jets game? <sighs> Defense. <laughs> okay. Hasn't that always been kind of a thing with the Jets? Well, I think if you look back, they had two players leave that no one realized how much they meant to the team. So the first one was Toby Enstrom. And Enstrom, you don't really care. No one really looked at because he just did things well and sometimes made mistakes, but he was fairly consistently solid. And then the big one that you can still tell is desperately missed is Dustin Bufflin. Oh, yeah. Bufflin, for people who don't know, kind of just retired out of nowhere. And then he... Everyone's putting this team out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. Well, his ankle was bad, and then he didn't report to camp, and they suspended him. And eventually it was like, oh, he's retired. (laughs) It was one of those really weird stories a lot like Paul Maurice where it was just like um it it kind of just happened yeah um and they've never recovered Mm. and then Jacob Truba rightfully asked for a trade um because his now wife was in medical school in the U.S. and was going to be at a hospital in the New York area so he asked for a trade yeah. Um, Neil Pionk, Pionk came over in that trade. That was another trade that worked out really well for the Jets. 
But at some point, you can't replace that Bufflin. He's just, he's too unique to replace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the coaches have been afraid of playing Ville Hianola. Um, and they've been forced to play him. Poor kid. So he's sat more games than he's played, I think, the past couple of years. Mm. And now he's being asked to play in the NHL after being called up most of last year and not playing. So their development plan seems very haphazard at best. Mm-hmm. And so you have these players who could one day have possibly replaced some of these older defensemen who retired, but they're just not playing. And you can't develop someone who's not playing. It's hard to do. Yeah. Yeah, it it typically doesn't work very well, which for some reason seems to, like, elude a lot of NHL head coaches, but... Well, and GMs, some GMs just, you'd think they'd be a little more forceful on it, but... Um, you mentioned a couple of guys that are playing well. Um, Sveshnikov, yeah. like you said, PLD. Is there anybody whose name we might not know that we should keep an eye on in this game? I'm, no, he's out. I was going to say uh, Nikolai Yellers, but he's out. I just love watching him play. Um, do watch um, Billy Hayanola because he is starting to find his game. He had a better yeah. game on... Saturday and hopefully that continues when he's on he can be an incredibly gifted defensive defenseman Um, but he's been he's still warming up to playing hockey again because he sat so much Cole Perfetti is someone who if any Flyers fans are Canadian fans Team Canada fans World Junior fans they would know that name Mm -hmm. Um, Cole was in the AHL. He was there on whatever that little rule was. If you were in the AHL last year instead of the CHL, you could go back to the AHL this year or whatever it was. Yeah, right. Um, and he's been with the team since the World Juniors. He's been playing consistently now, and he, you can't tell he's a 19-year-old. And then that's bringing the question of, well, why wasn't he playing earlier? And we'll know the answer. <laughs> so, yeah, they. It's always crazy. I mean, I know. So everyone always says, like, whenever the World Juniors happens, you're not allowed to judge the prospects based off the one tournament. Blah 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 blah. It's smart. <laughs> Every year I have to hear that, but like sometimes there's a kid that's like so good that yeah. it's kind of hard not to imagine that like he's actually that player. And Perfetti was outstanding in that tournament like very very good um he's been playing ahl for two years like yeah so that's probably part of it right like (laughs) right which is like like yeah you play them against tougher competition and if they're good they're gonna get better yeah it's a wild idea (laughs) (laughs) it drives me nuts when they bury guys in the ahl i'm like well they have to play against nhl talent eventually they're going to good enough to play against NHL talent. Like, isn't that how it works? But again, don't you understand that uh, that's not the Detroit model? Because <laughs> <laughs> the Detroit model has worked so well for Detroit. 
Yeah, that's, uh, you know, in the late 90s. (laughs) Where was that no salary cap? (laughs) Ah, yes. Yes. The good old days when you could just buy your way out of all of your problems. It's a very good time for the Flyers. Yeah. I mean, don't they still already do that? Uh, No. No. Now we just buy our way into uh, problems for the most part. Yeah. Contracts you can't get out of that kind of thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, the the Flyers are I'm I'm not sure how much you've been watching them, um, but they're a bit of a mess this season. <laughs> they just they just pulled themselves out of a 13 game losing streak, which came right on the heels of a 10 game losing streak. Um, so it's going really well. I'm not really sure which version of the Flyers you will get in this game tomorrow night. Hard to say. Um, but yeah, it should, it should be interesting. What The last thing I'll ask you, because I always ask this last thing, um, for just for fun, a final score prediction for this game. That's hard because you don't know what Flyers will get and that uh, the Winnipeg Jets are um, very hot and cold. So let's say that they both play their the worst versions of themselves. <laughs> I don't know what Carter Hart has been like this year. He's been actually good. Okay, He's so um, Hellebuck's good. So let's say we get a 2-3 game, but it's a really painful one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes when both teams are playing absolutely terrible hockey, it's fun because it's so high event because there's so many mistakes that it's kind of like <laughs> to watch so maybe it'll be one of those uh, hopefully yeah because the Jets just ended a uh, six game losing streak so yeah. okay yeah okay so we have a team coming off six losses you guys just had the win on Saturday right that's when the Flyers yeah. won as yeah well. okay so, so uh it's going to be a good one yeah both teams coming in hot off of a win <laughs> on Saturday um, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you that it'll be like relatively low scoring because like you said, both of the goaltenders are pretty good. Yeah. Um, but probably crazy bonkers because both teams are, you know, playing not great hockey mm-hmm. right now. So I'm going to say two to one and I'm going to say flyers because I haven't picked the flyers to win in like a month and a half. So why not now? <laughs> I'll say two one flyers. Have fun. <laughs> Kara, where can people uh, find your work on the internet? Um, very sparsely at the moment, because um, if you've seen the inside of a school lately, it's just stress central. Um, but on arcticicehockey.com. And then if you want to follow me on Twitter, I have a locked account so no one can find me because I work with teenagers. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't need to know how I really feel about um, everything. Um, so Arctic Ice Hockey for everything we've there. If you want to get a different perspective on especially how the league has been doing COVID protocols that seem to be half my writing. <laughs> the past two years is yeah you actually can't do that guys you you are only getting positives because you're testing asymptomatic people that's a good thing <laughs> but 
Um, so yeah, Arctic Ice Hockey on Twitter, same name, Arctic Ice Hockey. And we don't tweet very much because I tend to forget that I can tweet from the account. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you very much for coming and doing this little pregame with us. I really appreciate it. I hope that you get to enjoy the game. I hope that everyone watching enjoys the game. I hope both teams have fun out there. (laughs) Flyers. I feel like that's where we're at right now with the teams. Have fun. Don't get hurt. Not there, boys. Move Move your trade value up a little bit. There you go. Score some points. Don't get hurt. Yeah. Get a win. Maybe. (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical.